Well, we are looking at lifestyle at the moment. And Bill, is, the last couple of weeks, has laid down a foundation for us on um, working our way and looking at our way in no sort of chronological order, but chapter 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And gleaning from that what Jesus talks about for us to have a lifestyle, and in particular a kingdom lifestyle, a lifestyle that reflects the king. And so um, I want to just pick out three words today, pray, live, and obey. And we're going to look at um, three verses, three things that Jesus says. Um, First thing I want to do is just to sort of lay a foundation, if you like, of of what I want to bring today is found in Matthew 5, chapter 3. Matthew 5, verse 3 says this, God blesses those who realize their need for him For the kingdom of heaven is given to them. God blesses those who realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is given to them. And you might say, yes, I need God. But I want us to pause a moment and actually think about that for a moment. There needs to be a realization in our hearts that we actually need God. Because we are so prone to live in our lives the way we want to live it, the way that we feel, the way that we want to do it. When Jesus says clearly here, God blesses those who realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. In order for us to live a kingdom lifestyle, we must realize that it is only with him, with God as our king and as our father. It is only with him that we will accomplish all that he has for us. But it starts with this realization for our need for him. So, have you had that realization that you need God? Or do you live your life like this? You do what you do the way you want to do it, and then when things get tough, that's when you realize that you need God. Let's be honest with ourselves. Jesus is clear God blesses those who realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. So do you need him? Or are you self-sufficient? Or are you self-reliant? Do you live your life through him? Because we're talking about lifestyle. And in order for us to have this kingdom lifestyle, it starts with this realization that we need God. So, pray, live, obey. Matthew 6, verse 6, says this. But when you pray... Go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father secretly. Then your father who knows all secrets will reward you. When you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father secretly. Then your father who knows all secrets will reward you. Now, before I say what I say, I'm going to say what I'm not saying. Okay? 
because sometimes we say things and people hear something else. And um, interestingly, I'm reading, um, I'm reading books by a guy called Reggie McNeil at the moment. And he is a full-on provoker. He's a full-on challenger. And he has a section at the back of his books entitled, What I Did Not Say. Okay? And so I want to just say right at the outset of this, because I'm talking about praying here, okay? I want to say that I'm not saying that there is no time for us to pray together. Okay? There is a time to pray together. Scripture tells us that. Paul talks about it, that in, in, in Acts, they met together, didn't they, to pray together. And uh, where two or three are gathered, Jesus says, there I am in the midst of them. So I'm not saying that, that is, this is going to be the only way to pray. Because Jesus is saying, he's saying very clearly here, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father secretly then your Father who knows all secrets will reward you. So, I am convinced that in order for us to have a lifestyle that reflects the kingdom, we need to pray by ourselves. One to one with God our Father, with the King. And Jesus is very clear and graphic in what he says here. He says, go away by yourself, first of all. Then he tells us to shut the door behind us and pray. And then he says, pray to your Father. So think about those things for a moment. Why is, why is Jesus saying that when we pray, we should shut the door behind us? What do you think? You can answer me if you like. Distractions? Distractions, yeah. I, I think that's probably it really, isn't it? I might, this might sound daft, but do you actually do that? <laughs> Do you pray by yourself with God and shut the door behind you? Only you can answer that one. I think another thing is, apart from the distraction, that in that moment, in that time when we have that intimacy, that secret time, if you like, with the Father, the King, there's no show. There's no performance. There's no pride. It's just you and the king. And I've written here, next to that line, wow. Wow. That we can have that intimacy with the father. With the king of the kings. With the king of the kingdom that we want to live in. This lifestyle we want to live in. We have that opportunity, that chance. If we make that choice to pray and speak to the King, to our Father. Time, you may say, I don't know what to do when I shut the door and I pray. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. I'm sometimes there thinking, oh, what's the time I need to go? I think 
for me by closing the door and spending time with the Father. It's a, it's a time, it's an opportunity for discovery, for discovering the King. Because I could give you a, a template on what to pray. I could give you a template on how to pray. I could give you a set of things to do whilst you're praying with the Father. But I don't want to do that because I think, I believe that Jesus is saying here that that time is a time of discovery when we discover this relationship with the Father. And of course, we know that prayer is not just speaking, but it's also listening. So in those times, when we are having those times of intimacy with the Father, we listen. And you get that intimacy then. And I think that comes out of this realization of our need for him. Because there comes a trusting then. And he will direct you. I promise you. If you come to this place of realization that we need God and we spend that time praying to him with no show, with no performance, with no pride. And we hear the Father speak to us through words, through scripture, through Holy Spirit, as we trust him, he will speak to you. And the promise is that when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father secretly, then your father who knows all secrets will reward you. He will bless you. Further on in the same chapter, Matthew 6, linked in with praying, Jesus talks about fasting. Matthew 6, verse 16 says, And when you fast, stop there for a moment. I was challenged immediately by Jesus' words there. And when you fast. Whoa. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. Might be semantics, but I think there's a presumption that there that we do fast. That prayer and fasting are vital for us as followers of Jesus. When you fast, it says, Jesus says, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do who try to look pale and disheveled so people would admire them for their fasting, I assure you that it is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will suspect you are fasting except your Father who knows what you do in secret. A secret place again, isn't it? And he repeats the words that he says uh, about praying in secret, and he says, and your Father who knows all secrets will reward you. So when we pray by ourselves with the Father in that secret place, it says the Father knows all secrets and he will reward you. And when we fast without the show, without the performance again, our Father knows all secrets, he will reward you.
Second element I want to look at today is live. In order for us to have this kingdom lifestyle, we need to pray, we need to live. Matthew 6 verse 33 says this. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. I love words, you know that. And I love the linking we have here from, the, from Matthew 5 verse 3 which says God blesses those who realize they need for him for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. And then Jesus is talking about your heavenly father already knows all your needs. And he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Do you want to live a kingdom lifestyle? Yeah? yeah. Want to know no lack? Jesus shows us and tells us a way. Live for him. Yeah. Live for him. Out of this realization of that we need God, live for him. And also out of this intimacy and this relationship that we build and this beautiful time that we have in prayer with just us, us and the Father, out of that we live for Jesus. We live for God. We live for him. And we make the kingdom of God our primary concern. Okay, what do you think that means? What do you mean? What do you think that means? Making the kingdom, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Any thoughts on that? Come on, give me some feedback on that. What do you think about that? How you live? Okay. So. So how we live? How does that make the kingdom of God our primary concern? You think by living for Him? So there's like a circle there, really. Yeah? Anybody else? Reflecting Jesus. Yeah, so this is what we're talking about, isn't it? This reflecting Jesus. The, the lifestyle that we live needs to be reflecting Jesus. Yes. Be concerned for what he's concerned about. Yeah? Okay. Manifested. He manifested because when he healed the sick, um, raised the dead cast out demons, he was always saying, pay attention, the kingdom of God is near, the kingdom of God is here, the, king, the kingdom of God looked like something, and I think the kingdom of God as our primary concern has to look like something, not just a theory, but it has to manifest. So for, the, for the, those listening on tape, listening on the, online, it, it, it has to manifest, so it has to manifest in our lives, the kingdom of God has to manifest in life. And that's how we make healing, healing yeah. deliverance, deliverance. Yeah. Salvation. salvation. What do you think about the kingdom of what do you think about when you hear the words kingdom of God? So, yeah, God is king and we need to submit to him as the king in his kingdom. Yeah. It really helps, doesn't it, to think about 
in that way, kingdom. And that we have this king who is our father as well. And we also have this beautiful and amazing privilege to be able to spend time in intimate relationship with the king. Whoa. The creator of all things. We have this way made for us to be able to do that. In a kingdom lifestyle, God already knows what you need. And he will give you all you need. Trust him. He knows what's best for you. Now, there's nothing wrong in praying prayers, asking for things that we need. But can we just think about those words at the moment? That God already knows what we need. Okay, it's fine to pray for the things that we need. But when most of our prayers are consumed with the things that we need, I think we're missing out on something because God already knows what we need. What he wants from us is to, to, for us to develop this realization that we need God in our lives, that, that we need to live for him and that we need to make the kingdom of God our primary concern. And there's so many things that can come underneath that concern, the primary concern, the kingdom of God, that you can think about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, our primary concern is that we need to to let everybody know that we know that Jesus is coming again and that the kingdom of God is near and that this is part of our primary concern, to let other people know about Jesus, the gospel. So many things. You know, trust him, I say. He knows what's best for you. The thing is that sometimes we get in the way. We try and sort things out ourselves. We try to be in control ourselves. We try to do things the way we want to do them. This is, this is how I think this is going to happen. But we need to come back to this key thing that God blesses those who realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. So do you live, do you live for him? Do you live for him? Or do you live for yourselves? Do you make the kingdom of God your primary concern? Or do you make your kingdom and your things in your life your primary concern? Pray, live, obey. This is one line that Jesus says in Matthew 7 verse 21. He says this, the decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. Let's go there so we can read this in context. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. In my version, the New Living Translation, this comes under the section, true disciples. Not all people, he says in verse 21, who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. 
on judgment day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Go away. The things you did were not unauthorized. Okay. This is the decisive issue. This is the pivotal place. Do we obey our Father in heaven? Hmm. We can pray. We can live. But unless we actually obey the Father, then where are we? It goes as far as Jesus saying, you cast out demons in my name. Performed many miracles in the name of Jesus. But we come back to this key. God blesses those who realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. I believe we can pray, we can live, as I'm telling you and encouraging and challenge you to, but unless we obey the Father, then who, where are we? Can I be bold enough, yes I can, to say you're not living a kingdom lifestyle if you don't obey? Now I'm not going down the whole thing of being religious because Jesus is already... Told us about that. You know, you can sound religious and really godly. He doesn't want that. He he wants our obedience, as as um, Ellen brought to us already this morning. Can I be bold enough to say you are not living a kingdom lifestyle? You are living your own lifestyle. Because the decisive issue is whether you obey your Father in heaven. Do you, is your lifestyle orientated around your own needs? Because if it is, I want to encourage you today. We've already read that our Father knows all our needs. He wants your heart. He wants your obedience. He wants your realization that we need Him. And out of that need for Him, as we pray and build this intimate relationship with the Father, with the King, through prayer. And as we live for Him and make Him the primary concern of our lives and this realization, I believe that we will be living this lifestyle that does reflect God, that does reflect the King, that is a kingdom lifestyle. But as in all things, we, we hear this said time and time again, lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices. We all make lifestyle choices. And I can say all these things, but it comes down to us in the end. We have to move from being self-sufficient to being God-sufficient, to make the choice to pray, to live to obey, to give it all up for him. So remember these three words. Pray, live, obey. And in good coaching terms, what are you going to do about it? 
What are you going to do about it? You don't have to tell me. But I want you to challenge yourselves. What are you going to do about it? Because the incredible, encouraging thing is that God blesses those who realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is given to them. I, I was reading in Ephesians this morning and thinking about prayer. And thinking about that question, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to change the rhythms of your life? Because you might be in a rhythm of, of religious prayer. You might be in a, a rhythm of, of doing things how you want to do them. Everything, your lifestyle choices revolve around your own needs rather than the kingdom, which should be our primary concern. Because I want to encourage you now rather than, than challenge you, but this could be challenging. But Paul prays this fantastic prayer, this awesome prayer in, in Ephesians chapter 3. And, and this for me is, is encouraging for us for kingdom living, for spiritual living, for spiritual empowerment. Paul says this, the end of chapter 3, verse 14. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. I think there's a realization there, don't you? When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, not my own plan, not my own needs, when I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By his mighty power at work within us, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages Amen. For me, that is kingdom lifestyle. That is kingdom living. That is making the kingdom of God our primary concern. When we realize our need for God, it should make us fall to our knees and pray that we have this hope, we have this love, we have this power so deep in our hearts that we can live for him, that we can obey what he brings before us, that he says before us, that he says to us, that we can live this lifestyle that is full of God when we pray, when we live, and when we obey the Father. Let's pray. Let's stand. Can we stand? Is that okay? As I pray, have these words in your 
spirit, in your thoughts, what are you going to do about it? Because we want to set this foundation for lifestyle with Christ. A lifestyle in the kingdom. For his kingdom to be manifest in our lives. We need to make some choices. But as Paul prayed that prayer, we know that he gives us everything that we need, all the power that we need, everything we need, all the hope that we need in order to make those choices. So Lord, we praise you and we glorify you. Father God, King of kings, the, the, the Lord of our lives, we worship you and we praise you and we thank you for your love for us. And I pray, Lord Jesus, as we discover you more, as we understand you more, that we will respond. That we will do something about it. And we will change the things that we need to change in order to walk in the rhythm of your the beat of your heart. Holy Spirit, speak to us now, I pray, in these moments of silence and reflection and realization. Pray for forgiveness when we have lived our lives without the realization that we need you. That we've relied too much upon our own understanding. That we can trust in you. That we can live for you that we can move from self-sufficient to God-sufficient to you. Give it all up for you, Lord. Make those choices to live in the fullness of you. Amen.